When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, how's it going? Tonight's episode felt much shorter due to all the action. Now I know many of you might say that there was a lot of filler tonight, but... I hope after this breakdown you'll see some of the really important elements shown in tonight's episode that you might have glossed over. And if not, well great, let's touch up on some things. As we see the planet Raxus, which we saw in the Clone Wars, mind you, when Ahsoka escorted Padme on a mission, this was the one where Ahsoka met Lux Bonteri. That episode showed us the similarities of Lux and Ahsoka despite them being on opposite sides of a waging war. And this episode does something similar, somewhat. So we see with the Empire now taking over the planet that they're really starting to enforce their regime over the galaxy by establishing a new set of laws for this planet. Clone troopers standing around citizens to control the crowd should anything happen. As the senator takes the podium, he does what's right and tells his people that the Empire will not oppress them and that they are the invaders. And the fight back against this unlawful act is what must be done. As he rallies up the crowd of people, he tells them that the Empire means to intimidate and scare them, and the clones of course right away take him into custody. This shows that even freedom of speech is something that's being tested with the Empire. We see the massive ATTE walkers piloted by the clones walking into the crowd from all sides, controlling the area immediately before anything breaks out. As we head to Pantora with the Bad Batch and Omega, they enter Sid's bar who has a new extraction mission for them. Ava Singh, Abraxas, the senator that we just saw, and the planet that we just saw, it was actually aligned with the Separatists during the war. So his planet was against the Republic, and they supported Dooku. This is why Hunter has a problem with this. Sid tells him that he has a debt, and they gotta take the job. So they eventually take it, Omega stays with Sid, as it's too dangerous to head to his Separatist planet with her. As they land, they meet up with their contractor, which is an RA-7 droid. Now these droids weren't as smart as C-3PO. They were given to politicians and higher level officials, senators, things like that. Sid and Omega have a bit of a rough patch, as Sid finds her helpless, which is why she isn't really with the boys. So eventually, upon seeing Sid play the Jarek, and I'm jumping ahead in time here, which we'll come back to this once the scene is actually in order, they played Jajaric, which is the Star Wars version of chess, which we first saw in 1977, or if you're like me, 1996 when I was six years old, where Chewbacca was playing against C-3PO in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Omega reveals another ability that she has, which is strategy, problem solving. 
She is extremely gifted at Rubik's Cubes. No, I'm kidding. She's extremely gifted in problem solving. So this could be a, another mutation, or it could just be an enhancement of the already amazing Jango Fett DNA that she's made from. Now, Jango was not only good at war and killing Jedi with his bare hands, but he was unbelievably calculating and strategic. This is a direct inheritance of skill from her so-called father. Back on Raxus, the Bad Batch make their way through the other clone troopers, their brothers, to get to the Senator. This whole episode really doubled down on the fact that the Bad Batch are that much better than regular clones. Now if all the clones during the prequels were essentially the Bad Batch or had the same abilities, then the entire war would have been over in no time, and I'm pretty sure Anakin would still be a Jedi. Now that's another fanfiction and what if for another time. So don't let me forget that one, I want to do that one. Now, what I also like about this mission is that they don't just run in and Wrecker-style beat everyone up. They're super stealthy, and they move with strategy, only being seen when chosen to, for the most part. This shows their skill beyond just shooting things, that they are also quite strategic. It really felt like a mission from Republic Commando. Another thing to mention is that as they make their way through the facility to free the Senator, they have their blasters set to stun. This shows compassion for their brothers. They don't want to kill them. They understand that these guys are just under the hallucination or the control of Order 66, and that it's not really them doing these things. Despite them now being mind-controlled into cold-hardened killers, they know that the inhibitor chip is really just altering their minds, just as it did to Wrecker. And they know that it can be reversed, that it's not really them. So this shows their compassion even though the clones are trying to kill them. Now we see a scene between Sid and Omega that I mentioned earlier where they're playing Dejeric. As Sid and Omega haggle on Omega's cut for them to continue to do this, you know, Sid says, hey, why don't you play some Dejeric with me and some other people for some money and we can, you know, win some good cash here. Sid offers her 30, Omega returns with 60, and Omega is really starting to show some muscle and she's hustling a little bit. So this is pretty fun to see. As the Senator is interrogated by the Imperials with clones standing by, his lack of cooperation reveals, for the very first time, the ITO interrogator droid. The same one that we saw in 19... well, not the same one, but the same model that we saw in 1977 used on Princess Leia, courtesy of Darth Vader on the first Death Star. Now, a brief little history here, interrogator droids are heavily feared by the time of A New Hope, so at this point, they're still kind of new. But the show is starting to reveal the fact that the Empire is really coming into effect here. That we're not so much in the time of the prequels, we are now quite a bit after that. And the technology of the Empire is, everything is just starting to come in. You know, the uniforms, the Imperials, the regime over the galaxy, the dictatorship, and soon enough the story. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Stormtroopers. Now, how these droids would work is they would inject the target with really anything the Empire wanted, but typically it was something that would make them more susceptible to pain, lowering their pain tolerance and finding the weakest and most painful points on their bodies to attack for hours until they revealed certain information. Delta recorded everything that was going on. 
The Bad Batch throw some smoke bombs, stun everyone but the Senator, and escort him out of there. The rest of the escape is just the Bad Batch outwitting the clone troopers in every imaginable scenario. I mean, I can go into every single scene, but honestly, it was just pretty cool. They just beat up everybody, and they went in there strategically, and they did everything that they could to get the Senator out of there safely. No matter how uneven the odds, you know, even when ATTEs were shown right up into their face, they knew how to dismantle them and get past them. The Bad Batch proved that they are simply that much superior compared to the regular clones. Even just the few of them against all of these clones were far more of a match than the clones could handle. They finally get to their ship, they convince the Senator, who seems to have a pretty good heart, I mean he seems to be a pretty good guy, for his people that he needs to escape to live and fight another day. The show is literally Pixar quality at this point. I'm feeling the shadows, the music, the lighting, the graphics. It's all on another level here. Now I thought season seven of The Clone Wars with Darth Maul fighting Ahsoka was pushing the bar, but this really keeps taking it to new heights every single episode. As they head to Pantora, they see Omega and Sid playing Dejeric against a huge crowd of spectators for easy money. This shows, to me at least, how advanced Omega's mind is compared to not just the humans, but all different species, including the Pantorans, who this one is not a Chiss, he's a Pantoran. And fun fact, this is also the same species that George Lucas played in his little cameo, or his little Easter egg in Revenge of the Sith. I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to figure out which part, which scene in Revenge of the Sith he was, and I want you to tell me the name of his character in the comments right now. If you're still here, let me know if you know that because that's a real, real sweet Easter egg. Not too many people know about it and even less know his actual name. So she beats everybody, including all the aliens in the strategic game of space chess called the Jeric. And Sid tells them that she's a natural and that she's never seen anyone like this. So clearly this tells us that there's much more to Omega than just being Boba's sister. She could be force sensitive, she could be able to have Jedi reflexes and see things before they happen, you know, sort of thing. But I really don't think that she is force sensitive. If she is, that'd be really cool. But I think she's just extremely intelligent and extremely witty and extremely empathic. She also paid off the entire debt to Sid, so now the Bad Batch and Omega can head off on their own adventure as it's been about six episodes of Sid and her bar. So, frankly, dude, I was getting pretty tired of this. I'm glad we're moving on. But, you know, honestly, I could have an entire season just on, you know, them doing these missions with Sid and all that. But I'm really happy that they're moving on because we can get on to more important things. So I think now the Bad Batch might try to find Boba Fett as he was the only other clone like her, a direct genetic copy of Jango Fett, which Tech told everyone in the previous episode that Boba Fett's original name was Alpha and that the Empire doesn't know where he is, or the Kaminoans rather, and the Empire I suppose. Only with a mutation of being a girl is with the difference is what sets Omega apart from being like Boba. I think Boba Fett won't like Omega at the start, I just don't see him really liking anybody until they kind of grow on him or you know they prove themselves worthy. And that just seems like the whole Jango Fett mentality, you know? But eventually I hope that he'll grow to see her like family and we can get some pretty cool dynamic between bro and sis and they can each show each other up, it'd be sweet. Especially if we get to see her in you know, future episodes, which just means that we get to see more Boba in live action. I'd really like to see that. So let me know right now who that character was in Revenge of the Sith that George Lucas played 
what was his name, and of course what you think the next episode of The Bad Batch will encompass. Will we see Darth Vader? Will we see the Emperor? Will we see Darth Maul? So many different theories to think of here, and I will make many more videos this next week about it. I hope you enjoyed this breakdown, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for your time and watching and sharing your thoughts with me here on the channel in the comments. I'll catch you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.